with a part that a lot of people don't really put a lot of stock in and they need to. If you're in marketing, if you're in sales, if you're in business, we talk about ABM a lot on the podcast as well. We all go after this shiny new thing of new logo, new acquisition, new logo, new acquisition. And we forget that as you actually grow and scale, repeat customers really becomes the, the way you build a strong, healthy business. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and I focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined as always by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. How are you? I am incredible, and I'm super pumped about this episode, Sangram, because it's the first episode in a four-part series that we're doing on the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jeff Bezos. Can you tell listeners what this series is about and kind of how you landed on this idea for for doing this particular series? Well, it's no secret. Uh, like, you know, now Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. So it's, it's hard for him to hide and not be noticed. And the fact that now Amazon reached a trillion dollar market cap, the only other company outside of Apple. And you think about they having 600,000 plus employees, they're yeah, it's like $177 billion kind of things. But over the Christmas break or something, I, I take a couple of hours every day to read. And, and typically, I would read a book. And I stumbled on the first letter that Jeff Bezos wrote. It, it was in 1997. And I'm like, okay, let me just take a look at it. And it said that they were already at $147 million in revenue growth <laughs> and had about 1.5 million customers. Now, for people who who think, well, that's that's fine, that's Amazon. They started in 1994 and it went public in 1997. And to me, it was just mind blowing. Just that part, like, oh my goodness, we're talking about scale and growth. Like, you know, Terminus went to 200 people, and we're like, so you know, crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, this is so complex. And this company at that time, in three years, from 1994 to 1997, went from zero, nothing, to a public company with close to 150 million revenue with a 1.5 million customer. So the scale, the mindset has to be crazy. So when I read this literally two-page shareholder letter that he would always attach to every one of his shareholder letters that he has done since 1997, man, I felt like there was a camera and a spotlight on him. And I learned so much that I thought it, 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 I absolutely have to share it. And I remember that like, you know, over one night, I just wrote down all the notes and sent you a note, man, we are going to do this. And I'm not going to talk about a book. We're going to read shareholder letters that Jeff wrote to, yes. to everybody. Yes. And so you, you've broken it down into four parts. And in this episode, we're, we're going to be talking about this first, this first part, which is Jeff's philosophy on growth. Let's dive in. Talk, talk to us about kind of what you took away from the shareholder letter as it relates to Jeff Bezos' philosophy on growth. Absolutely. And, and there will be a link in here in the show notes where people can download all of the shareholder letters because they're all available. It's all PDF. It's, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's their success. And as you said, we're going to talk about growth. 
today. And then for the next ones, we have customer obsession, employer, employee as the owner, and what it means to be day one. I'm super pumped about even the fourth one because he really talks about day one and it will never be day two at Amazon and what that means when we get to that part. But the very first letter, he talks about growth and he he distills two things. Number one, um, and we can go deeper on this one. The number one, he says, to grow long-term, he asserts that market leadership is the first measure of success. To grow long-term, he says, market leadership is the first measure of success. And you defined it in a very clear terms, three metrics. Number one, customer revenue growth. You know, you have to have more customers and you have to have more revenue. The number two, which a lot of people forget and a lot of companies die because of this, which is number of repeat customers. You can't just grow and not have repeat customers. If your churn is high and it cannot be contained, then you are going to lose big in the long term. So repeat customers was his number two. And remember, this is 1997, the very first letter. So he's so clear even at that time. And the third one within this idea of long-term growth, not short-term, he's very clear, you can go after long-term growth. So customer revenue growth, repeat customer, and the final one was the strength of our brand. And he put brand as one of the key pillars of success in order to create market leadership. And so, I, I mean, that third one to me, Sangram, I mean, when I think of the strength of brand, I mean, Terminus, what you guys are, are doing and your kind of really focus on brand since day one has always been impressive to me. Did that one kind of stand out above the other two as you were reading through this letter? Well, so the one that stood out to me was really the repeat customer part. Um, okay. Brand was, was definitely something we need to talk about, but the part that a lot of people don't really put a lot of stock in and they need to, if you're in marketing, if you're in sales, if you're in business, we talk about ABM a lot on the podcast as well. We all go after this shiny new thing of new logo, new acquisition, new Mm -hmm. logo, new acquisition. And we forget that as you actually grow and scale, repeat customers really becomes the, the way you build a strong, healthy business. So I felt like the fact that he put that as one of his top three pillars for market leadership was just phenomenal. And to your point, I, I think it's so important to understand and support brand. And, and it is one of the most elusive thing, right? That people say, well, what does that brand mean? Like, oh, new logo or new website or, you know, clever messaging. And I think the way he describes it, again, the letter is out there for everybody to read and I, I would encourage everybody to look at it. But I think the way he, if I can kind of paraphrase a lot of the stuff that he's saying in this letter, I feel that he really meant the idea of customer obsession, which we were, we are going to talk a lot more in the next episode. But I think where he was going with this one was, man, we can't have a strong brand if we don't care about our customers as much as we should. And we have to think outside the box. We have to think long-term, which means we're going to give up on doing certain things that are short-term gains. We would. He literally said in here that we will not make decisions that are short-term good and long-term bad. And this is his very first letter as a CEO given in 1997 as part of his public company, which I think is super awesome. Another thing that he said in that letter, Sangram, is that in an effort to gain that market leadership, that he's going to make bold investments. He's going to shy away from timid investments and make bold investments because he knows that those kind of those those bold investments ultimately map to 
market leadership. Can you talk to us a little bit about kind of what you extrapolated from that part of the letter? Absolutely. And I'll read literally the two sentences that he had around that. He said, we will make bold rather than timid investment decisions where we see a sufficient probability of gaining market leadership. So again, it points back to the market leadership, like why we would make certain, and the why is important. Like the whole thing is around why, like why we do, why we do certain things, why we think about it, why. So people would have no questions when they do certain things, why they're doing so. It's very clear, we bold decisions instead of timid so that we can gain market leadership. Now, some of these decisions will pay off, others will not, and we will have learned another valuable lesson in either case, which means he's giving permission to everybody in his organization to fail, which I think was for me, like we, we look at a lot of the existing companies and say, oh, wow, this is awesome. They're doing some cool stuff. But when, unless it is written, unless it is actually true, and unless it is being said over and over by somebody like your CEO, I don't think people believe it. And when he put it out to the shareholders, like, look, we're going to make bold decisions is literally giving a permission to everybody in the organization that go make some crazy shit happen, right? <laughs> and, and when he says that it is okay to fail, he's literally saying that it's okay if you fail, as long as you tried something that could have helped us gain market leadership, that's where crazy ideas come, right? Mm, he yeah. literally gave permission to everybody. And to me, that was a clear measure of market leadership. Like when we think about Salesforce and, and other companies, like why are they market leaders? Well, because they're doing bold stuff that most people don't do. Yep. I love it. Sangram, what is your challenge based on you know what you took from the from the first part of this first shareholder letter? In the first letter, and again, it's so good, so good to read. And he calls it the day one letter. And he keeps that ever, forever and ever for everybody to, to be attached to every single shareholder letter since then for the last 30 years, he talked about this idea of being optimistic at the same time, having and maintaining a sense of urgency. So, mm. so my big challenge for everybody is that, look, focus on a few, not too many, but a few things that you can, because you cannot be the master of everything. We, we all know it just doesn't work. So what is the one or two things that you're really good at as an organization and just double down on it and go crazy on it, crazier than anybody else in your industry could ever think of doing. like, And that's what defines you, separates you from the pack. And, and have that sense of urgency. I think he, he really forces that as an argument in this letter, saying that we will always have a sense of urgency, which goes back to his philosophy around day one that, that we will distill a couple of episodes from now. He's like, we have to have a sense of urgency in everything we do. Mm. And, and, and as, we, as we always, always say on this podcast, I think this is something that James, you and I are starting to say, so we're going to get it right sometimes and we're going to forget it sometimes. <laughs> but what we're going to try to do it so people, people remember and we remember on it is that, hey, look, without a community, we're always a commodity. And I think that's what this letters are showing, what Amazon, what Jeff Bezos is trying to do as well. I love it. I love it. Well, we are incredibly grateful for you, the listener, being a part of this community and spending time with us day after day consuming the content that, that Sangram and the Terminus team are tirelessly working on creating. And so thank you so much for being a part of this community. We are really, really grateful. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. 
Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.